Tram Jack, Anthony Fennick, Detroit Free Press. How would you guys describe the view of all the people standing there uh, on the podium by your lonesome, and how comforting it was was it to hear the, uh, the support of the Tigers fans? Well, this, it, going back to yesterday, if you remember Bob Costas's uh, speech, and he was talking about the uh, the radio stations around the country, and then he mentioned WJR, Ernie Harwell in Detroit, and if you remember the applause, and I. Later on, I thought to myself, I shouldn't be surprised. Tiger followers, Tiger Nation, Tiger fans, it's always been that way. Wherever we went, we had a very big support cast. So we felt it. We felt it, and it's obviously it feels good. Brad? Norman? Uh, Bradford Dillow from ESPN. Um, Craig told us just a little while ago that the turnout today, 53,000, is the second largest ever for one of these ceremonies. And, as you've gone around town the last few days and just seen how many people have come in and, and felt the adulation of everybody, I know you guys have been asked questions while you're here about some of the challenges that the game is facing. It's really been written a lot about the last few months, but what does a weekend like this tell you about where the game stands in the culture? Well, it's just really nice to know there's a lot of old people like me that came out. <laughs> I just think this is a magical place. Every baseball fan, whether they've ever been here or not, knows what Cooperstown, New York is. And for those that get to experience it, I think they get it. it it's in their hearts. It's part of their DNA. And, uh, you know, this whole event is magical. It's magical for us as new inductees, but it's magical for the returning Hall of Famers. I gotta believe it's magical for the staff because they see the importance of it. And I, and I know Jane and, and Jeff Idelson, I mean, those guys go through so much to prepare this. And then when it comes off like today, God bless us with a gorgeous day on a weekend that was maybe gonna bring a lot of weather. And so all those things come into play. And as I'm looking out at the stands, I have those very same thoughts. It's like, there's a lot of people who look at this game. How lucky are we? Second largest uh, turnout. That's that's, that's very cool, and uh, it's looking out there, there's just a wave of people, but I, I kind of, as far as your nerves and the anxiety when you get up there, it's it's almost, well, it is, like when you're playing, and kind of give you a little comparison. When you're young and you get into the big leagues, you start, you're kind of looking and you're kind of starstruck and all that, but you, when you realize when you're a real player is that it's just kind of a barrage. You, you know there's people there, there's, but you're not you're focusing on what you have to do, and that's the difference. And that's kind of what we did. You know, I look out there, but next thing you know, I'm, I'm getting focused. And I know that's what everybody did. Uh, Nick Wisniewski from Comcast Sports Detroit. Trent, in your speech, you mentioned that uh, you were on an airplane when you yeah. got your call from Miss Clark. Yeah. Did she tell you that your teammate was going to be joining you? No. And if not, when did you find out? No. Good question. They did not. They wouldn't tell me. That's the truth. We don't even know who got the call first, to yeah. be honest with you. Yeah. They knew that I was coming from San Diego to the winter meetings and I was going to be on the flight. And I know they were tracking it and they were hoping that I was on time, which we were. But the truth of I was standing, that's when the call came. That is the honest to God truth. But I did ask. And they wouldn't tell me. They didn't. Hello. Hey, Jack. Lavelle Neal, Minneapolis Star Tribune. Congratulations to both you gentlemen. Uh, Jack, what was it like for you to, uh, uh, first of all, you look like you won your bet with Eric Curry. 
So when you, when you got up there and looked out and saw all the Tiger jerseys and some Twins jerseys, how were you able to kind of control your emotions? And, and two, did going fifth help you relax or did it make it even more nerve-wracking? No, it really did help. I think uh, listening to the first guys kind of keep it together and have a delivered really good speech, it made me relax knowing that I could. I knew the two parts of my speech that I was going to get a little uh, emotional. And I was talking about my dad and my brother and uh, my wife. You know, the whole family thing was going to be a little bit more. Um, Roger Craig, who's you know, getting up there in years, Sparky, all those guys meant so much to me. And I knew that those were going to be the key pots to get through. Um, when I when I took a deep breath and just walked up there with a smile on my face, I knew I was going to be fine. And quite honestly, the first two words I said, which might be the corniest thing anybody's ever said here, hello, Cooperstown, the way I said it, was to give me a breather. It was for me to relax. Whether I had a reaction or not, it was for me so I could breathe. And, and that was able to do it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to collect a lot of money from a lot of people who had odds against me of whether I was going to emotionally be a mess. Dave Sapolsky, WAFX Radio, Virginia, for the both of you. When you're hearing your inscription read for the first time, what what is going through your mind at that time? Well, I'm going to be honest. i got to look at it again. <laughs> I, I remember a few things, but I honestly, I was I was trying to get locked in at that time. My mind now was, was, was starting to kind of drift, and... I was thinking about how I was going to start the speech. So, uh, i got to take a look at it again. The same thing for me when, when they kind of hand this for the group photo at the end. I literally turned around and said, I haven't even seen this yet. <laughs> so, if we hadn't seen it, I think you all know that they won't allow you to see it. They don't. And that was the first time we could see it. Just in case you want to see it, we have transcripts on the other side of that wall there. So for the media, it's a good segue for that. Andy, next question. Gentlemen, congratulations, Andy Esposito, New York Sports Day. Question for Alan. Have you ever guessed or wondered, it's nice that you mentioned that first time two guys from the same draft class to go into the Cooperstown at the same time, but then when you also mentioned Ozzie Smith, yes. have you ever guessed or we would even teased what would have happened had Ozzie signed with the Tigers? Who would have been the shortstop? Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a, we, I've had that conversation a few times because a lot of people didn't know that. I've made this comment. Uh, and I've known this for a long time, but it, whatever reason, or for whatever reason, a lot of people didn't know that. They didn't do their research. But obviously in 76, the, the publications and all that stuff, it wasn't like it is today. But check it out. That's the truth. He was a seventh-round pick, and he went back to uh, Cal Poly uh, San Luis Obispo to play a senior year, and then Padres picked him the next year. I was just making a point about uh, you know the good draft and the good players that we got. I'm going to let you guys try to figure that out. It's, it's a moot point, isn't it? But it's a good one, though. It is. Who knows what would have happened? Who knows? You know, uh, you know, Lou started off, Lou Whitaker started off as a third baseman, and they moved him to second. And so, but uh, it's good baseball time. Thank you. It's time for one more, Barry. Hey, congratulations to both of you guys. I'm thrilled for you. Hey, Travis, tell the rest of the story about when you got off the plane, because I saw the picture of all you guys together. Oh. Who was there with you? Yeah, well, again, going to the winter meetings, we had a, a, a contingency from San Diego, a lot of Padres. There were some others. Uh, in that picture, though, I stalled a little bit. The timing, the way MLB Network you know, wanted to announce it and not have people know. Uh, by the time I got the phone call, got off, went to the restroom, walked down to baggage, it was basically 
And on that same flight, as you saw, was Hoffy, was Boach, Brad Osmus, uh, John Boggs, who rep represents me and does, he represents me, uh, his son. And I'm, I'm, I'm missing somebody else, but also on that flight, Buddy Black, I'm sorry. Rick Renteria was on that flight as well. Steve Finley and some of the other Padres, they weren't in that picture. I guess they got their bags and took off. But it was a cool picture because that's how it came down. That, uh, so that, that hit, it's amazing how in this, this day and age, that hit the media like in seconds. It was amazing, I guess. I don't do that, so I'm not aware of how quick, but I guess it's instant. But that's the rest of the story. Gentlemen. Paul Harvey, good day. <laughs> <laughs> good We're going to let you get to dinner, gentlemen. Thank you. Congratulations.